Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Okay, I'm just going to ask you guys here, this is, consider this a bonus episode on Wednesday. We've just been hitting you guys with two episodes a day here, plus like Purple Daily on draft from yesterday and before I die. We're, uh, we're just very excited to dive into the offseason discussion here. And before I potentially unveil a list for you guys that I have put together, is it unfair and too early to do the list that we're about to do? Which is, I have for you the Kirk Cousins market. Six teams that I think could be suitors for Kirk Cousins if the Vikings and Cousins don't reach an agreement in the next two months. Is this, I mean, the season ended three days ago. Are, are we too early on this list? Oh, are you kidding this list, this list could is have it been disrespectful to put this list out. I guess is my this question. list could have been compiled a, a month ago. I mean, this is no. You got to hit the ground running. Okay, you you win a Super Bowl by hitting the ground running. You don't win a Super Bowl by worrying about being disrespectful. These are these are uh, chess pieces on a board that we're trying to move around. There's a lot of work here to be done. And uh, despite what what some folks might think, no, I think that unveiling the list of potential suitors. So we know what we're up against as we try very hard valiantly to keep Kirk, right? That's what we're doing. Okay. That was caked. Now that was caked in disrespect, dripping with sarcasm. And now, now you're just trying to troll and generate clicks and buzz, but that's fine. Uh, Buzz, buzz factory. You might forget. We are the buzz factory. (laughs) I would say, uh, number one, I mean, you're not a playoff team and you hadn't fired your coach. So some teams are obviously looking for new coaches and that's obviously where they're, you know, 
first ammunition, first big bullets being fired right now of the equivalent, you know, of Titans Daily, which is pretty wild now that Mike Vrabel got fired and whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Vikings have an impasse here. They have a quarterback who's a free agent. So are, is there some weird mandate that we can't talk about this till February 13th after okay. the Super Bowl? We just got to no, no, no. And I'm not fighting you. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's it's just bizarre that I guess there's some gatekeeping going on of what you can and can't talk well, about once the season ends. And it's very important to, to keep one thing in, in mind. This is, if you don't like this, this is on the Vikings. They could have signed Kirk Cousins to a contract extension last March. And there's, in fact, there's a lot of uh, national folks making that point. Like when there is speculation about where he, he might go. The point is, you if you could have said, you could have given him a blank check last March and said, dude, we want you for three more years here. You write the number down. So, and we this know that the, the the money doesn't matter. It's the it's what it represents. So no, put whatever put whatever you feel like no, is representative I mean, of your performance. These conversations are all born out of the franchise's um, willingness to want to look elsewhere. And by the way, I'm with them. It's a business. Okay, I just Our wanted to business. check with you guys. Yeah, because I feel good about this. There's a lot of shows. I feel like there's a lot of denial about sort of where things are at with the team and with the quarterback situation and that it's like disrespectful to even talk about a future without Kirk Cousins as if it's sure. you know the Patriots trying to figure out if they're going to move on from Tom Brady. But I do have a list of six potential suitors that okay. I'd love to go through with you. Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. Presented in part by our friends, actually in full really by our friends, the presenting sponsor of Purple Daily. Tell them about Quick Trip, and then I'll tell you guys about these six teams, Judd. Okay, before we get to those six teams, I want to tell you about the one team. The one team that is the one-stop shopping place that you should go to for quality gasoline, for great uh, coffee, for whatever you need. And that includes a full offering of chicken options. That's right. I'm talking breakfast, lunch, or dinner. If you have to get gasoline on the way home tonight and then you're like well i and i also got to start stop at the supermarket no you don't you stop at quick trip you take care of everything that includes folks things like the fried chicken bone in hand breaded prepared fresh daily two four or eight piece and since we are recording this on wednesday and you are probably listening to it on a wednesday eight uh piece on special every wednesday that's right eight piece on special Every single Wednesday, roasted whole chicken as well, chicken tenders, chicken sandwiches, boneless wings. That's right. Quick Trip has you covered. There's only one place. You don't need six. You only need one, and that's Quick Trip. Okay. Here are the six teams. If I'm missing anyone after this exercise, you tell me. Doesn't count the Vikings, who are the number one suitor, at least until we know otherwise for Kirk Cousins. But if those two teams can't reach an agreement and Cousins does hit the free agency market the second week in March, here are six other teams. I'm going to go kind of, it's not like a one through six. It's just in order of interesting. So okay. we'll start with, with maybe the most dull and unrealistic, but they are on the list. The New England Patriots for Kirk Cousins. I personally can't see him going and playing in the upper Northeast with kind of a rebuilding reset situation. It's as of the recording of this, they haven't officially moved on from Bill Belichick, but it looks like they're headed for a coaching change. Maybe they bring in Mike Vrabel, a familiar guy, part of the Patriots dynasty, rebuild that culture. He's a defensive guy. So you could start to make a case for you bring in Vrabel. He's going to want maybe an established quarterback. He'll focus on sort of defense culture building. Give me an established quarterback in Kirk Cousins. They don't really have any weapons right now, so they have to go figure that out. But they do have the number three overall pick. 
So they could either just draft a quarterback if they wanted right. to, or they could spend it. They could sign Kirk Cousins, go get Marvin Harrison Jr., number three overall, have a huge weapon on the outside. And by the way, the Patriots have the second or third most cap space, depending on where you look here. $61 million in cap space, according to Over the Cap. So they could afford Kirk in free agency. They could afford another outside weapon. They could afford a lot to rebuild this team. So the Patriots are the first team on my list. Yeah, I think you're right about he probably would would be inclined not to go play, well, one, in Boston. And uh, two, the weather, the situation... Yeah. Um, they'd be hard on makes... you. Think you think you think the Minnesota oh, media is God. hard on Kirk Cousins? The oh my God! Can you yeah. imagine the the culture shock? Although he did play in Washington, which is you know far tougher than us. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it makes it makes some sense on paper for sure. But I think you're right. I think it's probably like if if there are, if we're gonna put percentage options, this is probably like a five percenter to me. It's low. I think if Vrabel goes there, though, that would be interesting because, I mean, Vrabel's had Ryan Tannehill for a while, and he seems to kind of have a, I just want a safe quarterback who can run my offense and Kirk's Hand the ball level, off. Yep. He's a level above, obviously, Ryan Tannehill. So, I mean, I could see a connection there, but I think it's probably low on Kirk's end to go there. Yeah. And, the, and you know, I'm not saying that uh, they've got a Derek Henry, but they do have Ramondre Stevenson. So they've they, they've got someone you can hand the ball off to and throw checkdowns to and whatever. Okay, the next team on the list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Baker Mayfield has had one of his best yep. seasons, and they're playing a home playoff game in which they might beat the Eagles on Monday night in the wild card round. So I, I think I think for the Buccaneers, there's actually a path for they win a home playoff game, they knock off the Eagles, Baker Mayfield resigns for like two or three years. Uh, but Baker is a free agent too, so if he decided that he had other offers or wanted to go somewhere else... Uh, the Bucks aren't necessarily drafting high enough for a quarterback to succeed Baker Mayfield. Uh, and they do have $35 million in effective cap space. So it's a team that's kind of been out there. They're kind of in quarterback transition mode. Uh, it doesn't look like they're certainly ready to tank since they won that division. Uh, but the but the Buccaneers have the cap space and kind of a question mark at quarterback. And they're a pretty well put together team with money to spend. This is a sneaky mix. Um, makes a lot more sense than the Patriots, probably in Kirk's mind as well. You know, you're playing in Florida. Um, you're playing for a team that is, I thought, you know, at the start of the year, I thought these guys were going to win about three games. And they've yeah. actually been competitive. Baker's done a good job. You do have to wonder if Baker now is, uh, much like Kirk, hits the open market, what he's going to get. And, like, he's had a nice year. It's a great story. But I also don't know if I want to pay him either. Like, that's the same sort of thing. Like, if he now has a financial figure of, I need to get this, and I'm the Bucks, I might be like, dude, you had one good, good year, and it was awesome, but I'm not going to pay you. So this, to me, is a sneaky one that actually, I would I would say that it would not be surprising if we found out that the Buccaneers at the Combine, because I know people are going to be shocked about this, when the tampering starts that the Buccaneers are sniffing around Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, and let's say Baker Mayfield just plays like garbage, and, and the lasting impression of him at the end of the year is, man, he threw three interceptions, he looked overwhelmed, the Eagles got back on track. It would make them even more open for business with, with Baker heading into free yes. agency, right, to go look for a different quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, this Bucks team and Baker situation seems awful, 
awful lot like the 2017 Vikings with Case Keenum, <clears throat> right? I mean, Case balls out. He gets a decent contract from Denver, but they really want to commit to him for one year. Minnesota looks around saying, hey, we were pretty competitive. Now Minnesota, the Vikings were 13-3. and three. The Bucks won a pretty horrible division. Um, so the, it's not a perfect comparison, but they are just like when they got Brady, like kind of a quarterback away from probably being one of the better teams in the NFC. So I, w- I would actually say the Tampa Bay one's probably high on the list. Um, if he does indeed hit the open market, I would assume they're probably one of the three options that Kirk and his agent are probably calling. Yeah. And Kirk's, da- uh, Kirk's dad's church is in Florida, correct? Is it is it in the Tampa area? I don't know if it's in Tampa area, but I'm I'm positive it's in Florida. So hold on, if, Don if, Cousins Church. If we're talking about being close closer to your family, this I think would put Kirk and his wife and kids closer to the family. The Discovery Church in Orlando, Florida. So yeah, just oh, uh, so it's very close. Uh, a drive away from yep. from Tampa. Okay, all right. Okay. The third team on this list of six Kirk Cousins suitors, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Mike Tomlin, for the umpteenth year in a row, has taken a ball of clay and molded it into a an above 500 team. Uh, a 10-win season that looked like it was completely off the rails at one point. <laughs> so they've got Kenny Pickett that they drafted in the first round, but he hasn't looked great at all in the last couple of years. And they've just kind of cycled. Like Mason Rudolph is going to be starting this playoff game this weekend against Buffalo. So they don't really have, unless they feel like, let's give Kenny Pickett another year. Maybe we bring in just some different infrastructure. But if you're Mike Tomlin, you had, what, 12 or 14 years, whatever it was, with Ben Roethlisberger. You had, and Ben Roethlisberger was, he was developed for like two or three years under the Bill Cowher regime. So Tomlin comes in, and he has a Super Bowl winning kind of ready-made quarterback, and he's used to that. He's a defensive coach. So if you're Tomlin, all right, it would be great to just have some stability, somebody that can accurately hit George Pickens down the field for big passes, right? Uh, now, the problem is the Steelers are $17 million over the cap right now. Now, they could do some slicing and dicing and, and find some ways, I'm sure. But if the Steelers were just looking for a good deep ball to George Pickens, an accurate passer, a guy that can run an offense and and come in here and be a professional, Kirk Cousins would be a pretty good option for them. Yeah, the the thing I I uh, looked at this morning though is their cap situation doesn't look fantastic. Yeah, they're they're seventeen million over. Yeah, yeah, and so um, I I think from a financial standpoint, it might be di- difficult. I also this is a little bit like the Patriots, not in, in the sense that the Steelers are as big a train wreck as Patriots are now, but you're also going to the East Coast. You're playing outdoors. Um, of you, the three that you've started with, I think Tampa has the decided advantage here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pittsburgh makes some sense, but g- given their financial situation and the fact that, again, it's going to Pittsburgh, tough market, it's going to outdoors. I don't know I want to play. Like, he's going to be 36 in August. I think you Florida be careful- or indoors, both sound great, I, right? <laughs> I think you got to be careful about your, your eight to nine home games. So yeah. this makes some sense, but I would put this low again. And also the AFC North might be the best division in football. So, I mean, you got Joe Burrow coming back. Lamar Jackson's pretty dang good. The Browns have been figuring out how to be competitive even with or without Deshaun Watson. So, like, the path even to win that division right now is the toughest in football. So, I I would even probably slide this below the Patriots um, situation. Yep. I wonder, like, between uh, Russell Wilson, who's going to be available almost certainly, and, and Kirk Cousins, which one of those would be a better fit for the Steelers? 
maybe even Russell Wilson, just kind of like Ben Roethlisberger was very much an off schedule, run around, stay up in the pocket and find a guy down the field. Um, which brings me to let's let's talk about let's talk about the Denver Broncos because they're the fourth team on my list. This, this is an interesting one. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A surprise entrance into this top six list. Yep. Now, this conversation has to start with the fact that the Broncos have one of the worst cap situations, in part because of the Russell Wilson contract right. in the NFL. They are currently uh, $27 million over the cap in terms of effective cap space per over the cap. So that's kind of a problem. But they've already essentially burned the bridge with Russ. They've they've made it pretty clear that they're going to move on. I don't know if someone's going to – no one's going to trade for that contract. So they'd have to cut him and then and then somebody else can bring him on board. But Sean Payton loves on-schedule, accurate – pocket passers right he loves the surgeon the drew Brees can sit back there 68 70 percent completions slant routes and then boom all of a sudden there's a double move and he throws a great deep ball 30 40 yards down the field so sean payton would love an accurate trigger man not somebody somebody put it out i think was it uh was it brett coleman somebody put it out on twitter yesterday that russell wilson only had like 15 or 20 completed passes intermediate between the numbers all year. Like he only wants to throw outside the numbers. He wants to flush from the pocket and Sean Payton wants you to sit in there on schedule, go through your reads and be accurate. And Kirk Cousins is one of the best in the business at doing that. So uh, the Broncos would have to, and by the way, uh, George Payton, who's the general manager was also the assistant GM of the Vikings when they decided to bring in Kirk Cousins. So there's a tie. Uh, but they'd have to figure out how to make it work cap-wise, which Sean Payton teams in New Orleans have been figuring out for 10 years. They've been over the cap as much as $80 million going into off-seasons and still find a way to carve out space. So the Denver Broncos. So I think George Payton, I'll be shocked if, if he's not whacked here soon. Because, I mean, with the Wilson trade has blown up so badly, and you you got to think that beyond Russ somebody has to pay the price right so mm-hmm. i'm guessing i'm guessing george gets whacked okay. uh but that but that doesn't mean that sean payton wouldn't like kirk i just don't know if you can do it financially like like with drew they kept bringing him back and then they could work out so so like would kirk accept some type of convoluted contract i don't know but from an on-field perspective i think this one's super intriguing i think this one is now now this assumes that this assumes that um, Kirk wants to work with Peyton, but like you said, Breeze did, 
and Kirk is Kirk can do all the things Peyton needs though. Yeah, like, right. So I, probably I don't, great when you can throw an accurate pass on yeah, schedule. Exactly. So I so 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 I think this makes a lot of sense. But that being said, I don't know if there's a financial path to it. That that would be my one question. Like, how are you going to do this? But on the field and and his throws and playing for that team in a market that I think is very similar to here, like it's a passionate fan base, but it's not. It's mild. The, yeah, it's not the Patriots. It's not Boston. It's not Pittsburgh yeah. where they'll chew your ass for one incompletion. So I love this on the field. I just would be curious to see if Denver would have a path to make this work, considering that Russ is going to put them in the rears financially for like three years. Yeah, I, I think Peyton would love him. Like Peyton's a tough cookie sometimes to read because when you aren't playing up to his standards, he does not appreciate it. And I would worry that as much as I don't think Kirk has fallen off the cliff like Russ has, if they're just getting into another similar situation where you're overpaying for a quarterback who's over the hill. Again, I think Kirk Cousins as constructed, as fully healed, is way better than Russell Wilson is right now. Yeah. But eventually, as we saw with Russell Wilson, that cliff will come out of complete that can come out of completely nowhere, right? So I I can see a fit here. It does make sense. You're playing in the same. You're playing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, but you know the rest of those, the Chargers and Raiders are still trying to figure things out. They're not really on the cusp of being contenders again, so it makes some sense and fit wise. But yeah, the cap situation I think becomes a little bit too complicated here for me. I do think that I think that division is. T- I mean, to me, the Chargers are like a better coach away from winning eleven games next year. They've got defensive players. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it, it is, in terms of if, if you're looking to pick your division. The Steelers would be a tough one. Broncos would be a tough one. Um, I'm sure a smarter cap person would be able to figure out how to make it work. And if you could ask Sean Payton, hey, just let's put the cap aside for a second. Would you want Kirk Cousins to be your starting quarterback in 2024? I think he would run to the window and say yes. Well, and for, for as big a jerk as Sean can be, he is a legendary offensive mind. Yes. So, so like, if you're Kirk... It wouldn't be like, what can this guy do? Like you've seen it, um, and I, I, I agree. I think I think Sean Payton is a jerk, but I think if he likes you, you're in great shape. And Kirk, you know what? I think with a guy like that, at his age, I think Kirk would be fine now. Yeah. Okay. Team number team number five here on this list of six, in no particular order, just what sort of entertained us. The Atlanta Falcons. Now we first floated this like. Three months ago, I want to say you did because of the before wife, the trade wife's connection to Atlanta. Yeah, yep. Uh, we ha- I think we had a couple Twitter followers say, "Hey, go check uh, go check out Kirk's wife's family background and where yep. they're from." And and they got married in the Atlanta area. Her family is from Atlanta, so from a family standpoint, which matters to Kirk, it makes some sense. Let's yep. talk about the football and business aspects of this, though. So the Falcons have $21 million in effective cap space before they even clear out more. So they have plenty of money. They can make more room. They have plenty of money to sign a Kirk Cousins in free agency. Arthur Blank, the owner, has a proven track record a couple different times of building winners. He's super competitive. He doesn't mess around. Um, you know, Early 2000s with Michael Vick and company, and then again with the Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan team. So he's competitive. They've had good teams in Atlanta. Now, they are drafting eighth, so if they wanted, they could make a move for a quarterback if they so chose. 
keep talking. It still sets up really well. But they've got <laughs> weapons all over the place right now. Like they've yep. got tight end who's underutilized. They've got Drake London, the big wide receiver from USC a couple years ago. And then Bijan Robinson, who someone, a new coach needs to come in and find a way to unleash these things. What better than an accurate quarterback, a professional, right? He'd be able to come in, help organize. It's a winnable division. You know, it, same for Tampa Bay, by the way. Like, who's dominating that division over the next few years? There's not a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs situation. You know, there's right. not. There, it's that division is as wide open as any. So you could go in there, you'd be playing indoors in an area with family. So the Atlanta Falcons are a really, really interesting team to watch. And right now, they they don't have a trustworthy quarterback to be the starter on the roster. This one makes just a ton of sense. Like, I'll be shocked if they're if they don't bid. I will be absolutely shocked. They need and and that eighth pick then can be used elsewhere. It's a really good pick. It's a high yeah. pick, but it can be used on different things. Like you think about you think about how this this fits and like it seems almost perfect. Yeah, it and if they stay, and they perfect. like Desmond Ritter, but but maybe part of the logic yeah, but, is hey, we like Desmond Ritter as a backup learning behind a Kirk cousins too. And then we can, we can figure out life after Kirk in three years. And they now don't have a coach. So you could tailor the coach to be a person. The quarterback likes Mm -hmm. like my, my big thing before this was that was that buffoon Arthur Smith, right? Like he's just a buffoon and it's like, okay, he might be a good OC, but like, I don't think Kirk cousins is at a point in his career where where he would have respected Arthur Smith. Like he might have liked his play calling. I, I don't know about that, but I'm saying as far as a coach goes. Yeah, he needs he needs a real so like, he, experience. He needs a coach. And yeah. and and when you're done, I have some huge reckless speculation that has occurred to me as we do this about that. But yes, this one makes a ton of sense. Okay. I would I would shoot this one to the top of my list personally, okay. and I would put the Broncos if they could make it work too. Because the Broncos, again, from a football standpoint, I love the logic there. Mm-hmm. Ian Rapport had a good little note, I think, on Monday, on Black Monday, right after the Arthur Smith got fired, that basically said a revisionist history. If Arthur Smith could have done it again, he wouldn't have rolled with Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, that he probably should have went out and got the veteran quarterback that he needed. Yeah. Now, that was from an Arthur Smith perspective. Does their GM also feel the same way and their ownership feel the same way? Like, you know what? We don't, we don't really have... The, the the luxury here of waiting for a rookie or a, or taking the chance on a mid tier veteran quarterback we need a we need a legitimate um a good QB and Kirk Cousins I could see yeah th- this and Tampa Bay are just they go hand in hand it would make a lot of sense for they're, both these situations they're both a little bit like you mentioned the 2017 Vikings but I would even say the 2008 Vikings where that team was a 10 win team but it was like eight wins 10 wins T Jack Gus Farrat couple years in a row now you're They've got pieces. Yeah. They got some weapons. Boy, all you really need is someone to come in here and just drive this car like an adult. Um, and Brett Favre comes along, right? And the Vikings mm-hmm. go to the NFC Championship game. So Falcons, for football reasons, for family reasons, they've got money to spend. They make a lot of sense. And I don't know if my last team merges with Judd's reckless speculation, but this is a team that re- that's not obvious. It's not a team that we've really... Talked. I think we may have floated this a couple months ago as kind of a oh, laugh, but then the conversation ended. But I want to take you on a journey through Super Wild Card Weekend for a second, okay? I want to paint a picture for you at Ford Field. So the Rams are walking into Detroit this weekend. It is, on paper, 
the hardest game to call, I think, in terms of who's going to win. The Rams have been one of the best teams in the league the last, like, six weeks. The Lions are having their best season since 1993, maybe their best season in 50 years. You got you got Matthew Stafford coming in. It's a homecoming for him. And it's kind of funny because, like, those two teams both hit a fork in the road, was it three years ago, four years ago, and decided the Lions are like, we just got to start over, unfortunately. And we got to hire a new coach. We got to start over. We got to say goodbye to the, one of the best players in franchise history. And the Rams are like, yeah, we're kind of the same thing. We're, we keep banging our head on this glass ceiling. And we, like, we're, we are a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford comes in, and he was that final piece for the Rams. Jared Goff has been probably way better than anyone in Detroit thought. They thought he's a salary placeholder, and then they'll go draft their next quarterback. But he's been driving that car really well. So this is a really interesting matchup between the Rams and the Lions. I think the Rams win this game. I don't think the Lions secondary can stop Matthew Stafford and those weapons. I mean, they've got Puka Nakua is is now the yeah. greatest rookie wide receiver in NFL history. And the secondary is terrible, so I don't disagree with you. I think the Rams go in, maybe score like 38 points. Lions definitely still need some pieces on defense. But sure. what if the game plays out this way? The Rams go in, they score like 38 points. Jared Goff can't keep up in a shootout. He throws three classically bad Jared Goff interceptions. He's in over his head. He's taken bad sacks. And the Lions, in embarrassing fashion, lose a home playoff game, their first one in God knows how long, to Matthew Stafford, 38 to 17 or something, right? And the general consensus is, man, we got weapons. We got an offensive line. We got Aiden Hutchinson on defense. Yes, we do need some tweaks to our secondary. But we feel like we're just a Matthew Stafford away from like maybe going from this level up to the next level to win a Super Bowl. But Matthew Stafford's not available because he's the Rams quarterback. Who could step in? Jared Goff, no guaranteed money left on his contract after 2023. Mm-hmm. You can just say goodbye to Jared Goff and basically have only minimal cap penalty, right? Kirk Cousins steps in. Homecoming for Kirk Cousins. Goes home to Detroit, Holland? Michigan. I'm just saying. I'm just floating it out there. By the way, the the Lions also have $46 million in effective cap space this offseason. Plenty of money for Kirk Cousins and a cornerback. Yeah, well, I'm because he he's from Kirk is from uh Barrington, Illinois, but grew up in, I believe it's Holland, Michigan. Yeah, went to high school. I, I think in he Holland? just yeah. bought I think he just bought a golf course there. Yeah. I think he spent some of his millions on a golf course there. Yeah, I wouldn't dismiss this at all. I would not dismiss this at all as at least a, a quality dark horse. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, I don't know the Lions ever intended Goff to be their long-term guy there. And Goff is good. I would take Goff. But, yeah, if you could upgrade in your mind, and, again, yes, it's in a, a cold-weather city, but you play your home games indoors, I don't think that this is crazy at all. I like it. And I I also wonder with, again, familiarity with Kirk. I think that seems to be something that he's comfortable with. He doesn't want to enter an unknown, and he knows the NFC North. And also is there even a little bit of extra vitriol that he wants to stick it to the Vikings for saying goodbye, and he gets to play him twice a year. Like, I, I there, there's a lot of interesting factors here, I think, that could play in the of, the of him being a Detroit Lion. I think the only thing I have questions is, and I know Goff and Cousins are similar quarterbacks. How does he fit? How does Dan Campbell view Kirk Cousins? I am curious on that. 
I think you'd love him. Yeah, I, I, think I you'd mean, like him a lot. I don't know for sure, but Dan seems to Dan seems to connect with pretty much everyone in that locker room. He's got he's got a way. So yeah. I don't I don't think Dan Campbell and Mike Zimmer are the same. I mean, Dan Dan Campbell is much more of a connector of humans than even though they both look gruff and they both have red noses and faces and stuff. Yeah, I I so. would actually if if I was I think if I was Kirk, I would have more questions about Dan than I'd be concerned that Dan wouldn't like me. Like more questions about in-game philosophies and things like that. Um, but no, this makes, I, I think at the end of the day, I think the Falcons make the most sense. Um, but with the cap space, Detroit, you know, if Goff does lose, I, uh, as Brett Favre once said, I could see the pieces being in place or something like this. Yeah. So just something to watch. Now, if the lions, if the lions roll and they go to the NFC championship game, they're probably bringing Jared Goff back. And this is a. I'm not sure. Plus, if that offensive coordinator who's going to get a bunch of interviews, if he sticks around, boy, that's even another reason to to want to go and connect up there, right? Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Those are six teams. Am I missing anyone? Hit us up in the YouTube comment section if there's a seventh team, a mystery team somewhere in there. So I'm, I'm going to mention this, and I'm almost going to tease this because I think it might be a full show. Because this Falcons thing to me, I, I, I love it. It's just, if 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 they don't get him, I, I, it's, I'm hard pressed to believe the Falcons aren't going to try to get Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you guys think Brian Flores is the cat's meow, Brian Flores did a great job. A lot of people we, we saw, and I'm not advocating for the firing of Kevin O'Connell, but we did see plenty of, man, how do you keep Flores? You know, Mike Tomlin, the one that got away, how do you avoid that? If I'm not mistaken, Kevin O'Connell is nearing the end of that short-term contract he signed. Kirk Cousins and O'Connell seem to work really well together. Wow. Would you trade Kevin O'Connell to the Atlanta Falcons and make Brian Flores your coach? Well, that's a high high draft. They're not trading the number eight. No, but let's say. But I'm just saying. Second round pick. But I'm just saying. Very reckless. But if you're going to keep O'Connell and Cousins. You know, if, if but if you're the Falcons and you're like, we want to sign Kirk Cousins, but we want to make sure we have the right guy. And we just fired a buffoon. Arthur Smith's a buffoon. Who's not a buffoon? Kevin O'Connell's not. You call the Vikings and say, hey, you got Brian Flores. You really like him. And he is very good. What What I'm, about the 43rd? So they have the 43rd pick. Would you Would you trade Kevin well, O'Connell I think it, to Atlanta, I think it depends, plug in Brian I, Flores? I think it depends very much on what your view of Kevin is. And again, he's under a short-term contract. Oh man, this show right now. We're would you three keep days, Kevin three days in? Speculation. Oh, if you're the God. Falcons, would you put a premium if you're going to get Kirk Cousins on on getting a guy who knows exactly what he's doing with Kirk Cousins? I that think you would Kevin rather. Cousins. I think if you're the Falcons and you have a choice between like giving up draft capital for Kevin versus just hiring the Lions' offensive coordinator yeah, without yeah, giving up a draft pick, it's yeah. a no brainer. Yeah. So. Don't, don't want to get it wrong. You thought Arthur Smith was good, at least with O'Connell. You you know that's what I'm saying. I could see Arthur Arthur Blank hiring Arthur got Arthur Smith Arthur Blank. A lot of Arthur's down there. Arthur yeah. Blank Holy hiring Bill Belichick, if Belichick was interested. Yeah, and that sounds like that's um becoming more convoluted, huh? Like that there's still talk going on. The Patriots sounds like Bill wants one more year to prove to Bob Kraft he can. Uh, that whole thing might take a while to play out. It just makes sense for both for both sides. All um, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, keep Brian Flores as head coach. 
A lot of a lot of juicy stuff here on this show these days. Some of it is reckless, so just a warning. Clip uh, that, by the way, Dex. Never. I I have no <laughs> Clip chance that clipping a, that. Clip that and some, put it on X. Some other people like to just take liberties in taking screen recordings of our show. If you'd like to do that, you can do that. I am not going to uh, authorize this one on the Score North account. That would be the one. If you want to prove that this show is drunk and incoherent, then you could just grab like the last. Well, you could probably yeah. grab this whole episode. If you it might to. make it though, like because I I could see it being tweeted out. Like our stuff gets. <laughs> the great thing is our reckless speculation gets a- aggregated so it's like not just doogie stuff it's like we'll say something and it'll be and it's just completely wrong and how it's <laughs> because it's reckless speculation i love it uh by the way a shout out to our friends at ballard's resort so look ahead to summer here look ahead to vacation season ballard's resort on lake of the woods is a perfect spot for you for friends for family situated on the south shore of lake of the woods Breathing in that Canadian border air. <sighs> lake of the Woods boasts the highest walleye per person catch rate of any lake in the state of Minnesota. So if you're looking to uh, go on a fun fishing excursion, maybe catch a 10-pound walleye and get an Instagram-worthy photo, go to BallardsResort.com to start making plans for your summer. Uh, book now before dates fill up because they do fill up for the summer soon. Ballard's Resort dot com real quick real quick like just one minute here just i want to mock because this coincides with with the falcons thing here mm-hmm. there's a fresh mock from the athletic today with the number one pick going to the atlanta falcons trading oh. up for caleb oh, wow. williams okay, okay. so the proposed trade here would be the bears and the falcons swap the one and the eight Plus, the Falcons give up the 43 and a future first round pick and a future second round pick. And they draft Caleb Williams. Something hmm. to keep an eye on. Hmm. Uh, Commanders would draft Drake May, number two. Patriots, Marvin Harrison Jr., third. Let's see here. I'm just going to scroll here, see if there's any, any fishy moves here. Okay. Eight, nine bears, back-to-back picks. So the bears would take then Keon Coleman, the Florida state wide receiver, and then uh, Dallas Turner, the edge rusher from Alabama. And then the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. The way this plays out, the Minnesota Vikings at number 11, according to the athletic falling into their laps, the third quarterback off the board, Jaden Daniels from LSU. Oh, wow. I want okay. a mock. Mock. I'll take that. Yeah, the write-up says it's possible Daniels comes off the board in the top 10, maybe even the top three. This is more in line with where I'd place the Heisman winner in the stack, however, and Minnesota needs new life at the quarterback position. Uh, Yeah, the 23-year-old has a lot of room to develop. It would be a great fit next to Justin Jefferson. All right. (laughs) I mean, that would be a fortuitous drop for sure. For the Vikings. And how nervous would you be? Like, if you really like Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. are you really going to sit there and wait for him to maybe fall to 11? Or wouldn't you try to jump like the Giants? Or I, I could yes. see maybe drawing a line saying, we're not going to jump into the top three. Yes. But if he falls past three, aren't you trying to get up with like Arizona or the Chargers and just make sure that you get your guy? Yeah. I, think, I think that's. I think that's where Miles' idea yesterday on Purple Daily on Draft made a lot of sense that if he, if Quasey's going to do it, he'll do it early. But. If he doesn't, and as the draft board plays out, I don't think, yeah, they'll just sit on their hands. I think they would go up if by, you know, pick six, or when the Chargers run the board at pick five, they're not going to take a quarterback. Do they start facilitating calls to get up to six? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, the Bears and the Panthers made their trade last year in March. It was like right around free agency time. So they had then they had two months to just sort of, okay, we know what we're going to do. I want my picks back. I want my picks back. I want my picks back. Yeah. (laughs) Sonny. Sonny Weaver. Took a linebacker. Sonny Weaver, man. And a running back, which seemed crazy until the Lions draft. And then it's like, oh, no, Sonny knew what he was doing. Vontae Mack, no matter what. No matter what. Dang it. Vontae Mack, no matter what. All right. All right, there it is. Were we a little too reckless there? Let us know in the YouTube comment section. Did we miss a team somewhere in there? Kirk Cousins destinations. We'll hit you with write that down predictions and an accountability session and playoff quarterback cesspool challenge in a separate episode of Purple Daily today.